All right. We're here with the American Outdoor News podcast. Uh, and we're here with um, Cutting Edge Game Calls. And we're going to be talking about their four-play turkey call. Uh, very innovative. And uh, it's, it's really a game changer in the turkey uh, box call industry. Uh, we're here with uh, Eric uh, Steinmaltz and uh, Brian uh, Bonalkin. So, uh, guys, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for yeah, Thank you. Now, Eric, you are the um, inventor of this new box call. I am. I am. I, uh, I was making regular box calls, um, and I'm, a, I'm primarily a box call user. Uh, I can never get the mouth call perfected. Um, some people can, and they're great at it. Some people can't. But um, everything I've killed was with a box call. And what drove me to do something like this is that almost all box calls are a lower tone or uh, they sound very similar. Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you do know any turkey hunters out there, usually they're taking more than one call out in the woods with them. So they can produce different frequencies, different sounds, different pitches. So I'm thinking, well, wouldn't it be nice to have something all in one unit that would make different types of frequencies? And um, what I had come up with is a four-sided box call where I mounted the lid to a wheel. And this is my personal call right here. Um, but as you can see, there's a wheel here, and you're able to use all four sides. So there's really, there's no bottom on this box at all. I don't know if you could actually see that, but. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's, I, I yeah, understand no, different types of wood produce different types of sound. Exactly. Yes. So you have different slats in all four sides of your turkey call. Right. Yes. And we're primarily using cedar walnut sassafras and poplar we've got a white oak top uh the bodies are they vary i mean and it's only for looks i mean our primary bodies right now are cherry mahogany or uh walnut now i've seen box calls with the different types of wood and they're unique and you're starting to see that more common but you really took that to a different level uh with the wheel where you don't have to keep swapping out uh, the, the wood. You just flip it to the other side to get a different sound. Correct. And you don't have to use a different top or disassemble something and put it back together. Everything's in one unit. Um, and really, even though the wheel is very unique, what really got me to patent on this call was the ability for this paddle to actually move forward or backward. Uh, which also changes the sound from high to low on each rail. That's, that's uh, definitely something handy to have in the woods. Um, I could have used it uh, last week when a whole flock of turkey walked by about uh, 40 yards from me, and I didn't have a turkey call. I was deer hunting, but the season runs together. If I had right. it. I'd be, I'd have a turkey in the freezer. Now I just got to go buy one for Thanksgiving instead. <laughs> Our season opens on Halloween here in Pennsylvania. Always ends on Halloween. Now, yeah. Brian, you are the, um, the hands-on guy that manufactures uh, the four-play turkey call. Yes. Yeah, I met Eric through a mutual friend. Um, we hit it off. Uh, we started... Um, talking about producing the calls together, and we've continued. Um, but I am a lifelong woodworker. I, my background is in uh, cabinetry and finer furniture. So this was a bit of a departure for me. Um, but I had the ability to produce this call. I know Eric will, will back me up on this. He tried to make these um, in his shop, and it's a difficult call to make especially if you're marketing it in a, in a, you know, a quantity more than one off because 
if you buy one and your friend buys one and they happen to be slightly different because they're handmade um, or significantly different because they're handmade, it's a problem. So uh, this all this process all starts out on a CNC router. So I don't know if you can see this, Chris, but this the body, which is this dog bone shaped piece, will be cut out on a CNC router. Uh, the advantage to doing that is, is speed for us to some degree, but it's also repeatability, you know, so consistency from product to product. Yeah. We're within a thousands, you know, we're, we're, we're like machinists here with, with the, uh, the tolerances that we can make these bodies to. So when you're building a call and anyone's up against this, um, just you get a couple that come off and they don't sound right. Um, yeah. And, and we do too. I'll admit to that. And we take those and we throw them in a the burn pile like everyone else does. However, by starting with the CNC, we can eliminate difference in sizes from being that reason. Uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes wood just reacts differently, sounds differently. Um, there's some things we can, we do to tune them. Um, a, a lot of things. Uh, we make sure that's all done before they're sent out to the customer. But sometimes some of them, you know, just don't cooperate. So they get put aside. Uh, nothing to, you know, be ashamed of. I think everyone does it. Sure. Um, and uh, there's a lot of handwork. I, you know, some there's some pushback a little bit on CNC not being handmade. Well, that's just our starting point because that that piece comes off. At that point, believe me, there is a lot of handwork that gets done to this body and this call between that point and when you receive it in the mail. So it's, you know, it, it is definitely a handmade call, one at a time here in our shop in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's made in America, always will be, as long as I'm involved. Now, how and, long? Uh, that won't how, change. How many can you produce in a season? Uh, we, we have yet to figure that out, Chris. I mean, we're, we're new. Uh, this was launched last year. Uh, I'd say about this time, a little bit earlier, but um, we're just really going through our first season. So okay. we went to the, the uh, Great American Outdoor Show last year in February, basically unknown. Uh, we walked out of there selling 150 calls. Wow. So the guys really took to it. You know, they we had people walking over to our booth saying, you know, they were – call makers as well. And they're saying there's people at their booth talking about our call. So it was really well, you know, it was well received by the hunters. Uh, the NRA actually picked us up and put us on their website as one of the most exciting new products at the show that, uh, last year. So that was, that was really neat. Um, so it's, Eric's got a great idea. He really does. Well, Eric, I, I would imagine as a hunter, uh, you have a lot of time sitting in the woods to think. And how did you formulate this? Um, how did how did you come to uh, designing this call? Well, I basically it was, you know, I, I'm just thinking to myself. You know, I have I've been in many situations where you know, first thing in the morning, right off the roost, make a couple calls, bang. You know, you, you got your bird, all right? But many times, especially when these birds are pressured, uh, they've heard everything out there. Come mid-season, you know, they get smart. Uh, they won't come in a lot of the time. So, I, you know, I'm thinking I need to change the frequency of the, of the, the call to see what happens. Well, it works. Um I, I have a uh, – this call is a higher-pitch call, and, and, and it's done on purpose. Um, I don't want to take – I'm not saying don't take a regular box call out in the woods with you. They work great. But when you're in a situation where you need to change it up or whatever, try something like this. I have uh, – now, since I came up with this, this is the only call I use. Um, I don't use because I'm trying to, you know, get video. I'm trying to do whatever I can with this call. Um, I've been pr pretty successful with it so far. Uh, I, 
I've killed six birds with it so far. I should have killed seven. The gun didn't go off. It's a long story, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but um, it, it's, it, it works great. I mean, as far as, um, you know, you, you have to play with the call to get the sound that you're trying to find. And I will say that every call, even though they are exactly the same put together, they're not going to sound 100% exactly the same. Now, like one of our highest rails on these calls is a walnut, but that's not the case of my call. Uh, my call, I got a high pitch on my, on my sassafras rail, which um, is basically a lower tone. It depends on the way the grains are running. Um, but now let, let's say, uh, I'm just going to give you an example of like a key key in the fall. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to show you why this is important to be able to move this back and forth. All right. I'm going to move it up to get a higher pitch and then I'm going to bring it down. So, and I'll use my thumb on here to, to, to do this. As you can see, it'll change as you go up to back. Um, you can do that. Now, the walnut is usually your your highest. I'll just try it with. And you, you can see the, the difference, and it's your preference, what you want to use. I mean, mm -hmm. there is no general rule out there in the woods. You're not in a... Uh, competition the bird is what you have to impress and and uh, chris, uh, chris not to interrupt you chris did you hear the audio from the call because i couldn't hear it as soon as he started playing the, i heard know, the beginning about, and then it faded out yeah yeah it's like the microphone or something cuts that out for some reason so yeah, maybe they we could see you playing it eric but we couldn't hear it yeah i could try it one more time let me try it one more time i'll get a little closer i'll stand up or maybe further away. So, no. <laughs> I, I can I can very lightly hear it, but uh, maybe it's a microphone just uh, uh, muting out the ambient noise. It might be. Okay. Well, I uh, if you go to the if you go to the website, uh, fullplayturkeycalls.com, they have video there. If you go to American Outdoor News Magazine, you, we have also have uh, video in the ad, so you can watch uh, Eric in action using the call and uh, calling in some birds. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's an exciting call. Uh, I think you gotta you gotta play with it a little bit, just uh, not just with yours, with any call, just to get a feel for it, get to know the tones, what it can do, what it can't do. Uh, and it really, like you said, becomes a matter of uh, personal preference, what you're going to use and how you're going to use it. Well, I think, I think any, it's like a musical instrument. Any good musician doesn't walk on the stage and start playing without practicing. So it's, it's part of that. But the one thing that I'll, I will mention that Eric is a lot of times too modest, the versatility of the call, what you can do with it and what you can do with it with limited motion, you know, so if the bird hangs up, just out of range, instead of reaching for another call to get them in, I can yep. just pull back on the lid and I can get that bird in. It could make for a much better day than having to reach for that call, getting busted and that bird, you know, hightailing it out of there. So I think that's, that is the, the key to this call being as, as uh, useful as it is, is that ability to change up the tones with very little movement. And one thing, that this call does that no other call will do is you if you put your thumb in the pocket like that if you okay just one-handed i got uh three gobblers coming in on that call that, that was the one where i got messed up on it i should have said i had seven with this but um but it's uh it, 
on our website, I, I, now Brian and you were saying, you know, every call takes practice. We got two videos of a, a fella in Maine, and he just got the call, didn't know how to use it, did not sound great with the first video, killed the bird. The next day, they killed another bird with this call, and it's all, all, on, all on our webpage. It, it was really cool. Now, Brian, you are a new hunter. You didn't hunt prior right. to getting involved with uh, with um, four play turkey calls. No, I, I am. Um, yeah, it's everyone seems to like that part of the story. When Eric came to me, he came to me as a woodworker, not as a fellow hunter. Uh, he needed help, again, like I said earlier, to make these calls in a professional manner that could be sold. So... Uh, Quite honestly, when I was getting involved, my wife was asking me, what are you doing? <laughs> because you don't hunt. And I said, well, I have, I actually, Chris, I come from a hunting background. I, my, my uh, mom and dad were from St. Paul, Minnesota. My dad deer hunted, my dad duck hunted. He did all that. Unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was nine years old. So it wasn't really passed on to me. Yeah. I grew up playing sports, you know, all, all kinds of sports. And the outdoors was not necessarily something that was presented to me. Um, I have gone out since, so I'm not technically not a hunter anymore because I have been out. Um, I plan on going out uh, this this fall season. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I, I think, you know, this, the sport needs new blood, needs new people to come into it. Um, you know, it's it's a shrinking market, and I think that, you know, this really has to be presented to the kids in a way that's going to compete with, you know, the, the awful video game, you know, scourge that we have going on. I have three, three boys myself. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a tough battle in that respect. Do you take them out? Are they getting out into the woods? They will be. It's, it's, uh, you know, dad's got to learn first, you know, before he, <laughs> before he brings his kids out. But, uh, yeah, my part in this, Chris, is to make the product really well. And it's, it, it really, I mean, I hate to toot my horn, my own horn, but the call is, when you get it, it's, it's, it's basically a custom call made to get to as many people as we can. Um, the, the call is made of premium uh, hardwoods, are the walnut cherry. Uh, come from um, uh, wood. We have I have deals with uh, tree guys. So <laughs> when Sandy came up the coast, I got a lot of walnut. I got a lot of cherry. So a lot of this stuff would have ended up in landfill. So you know we're green as far as that's concerned. The mahogany we work with other manufacturers. The advantage to building a call that's this big or a product that's that small is. I can make use of a lot of great material that companies have no use for that, that they would burn or that they would end up in a landfill as well. Pieces and we get considered scrap or your, or your, oh, I mean, I hate to even call it scrap because it, I couldn't buy nicer material. I really couldn't. It, it is, you know, the, the mahogany is genuine South American mahogany, which if you're a wood guy, you can't find anymore. You know, they, they close down, Brazil, they don't bring up genuine mahogany anymore. So what is called mahogany in our business now is is stand-in. You know, it's sapili. It's a lot of different woods that are not mahogany. So I, I feel blessed to be able to use some really nice materials to do this and be green at the same time. That's fantastic. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show. Where can we find you guys? Well, you can go to our, our uh, website, which is fourplayturkeycall.com. It's the number the number four, play turkey call. No, no S on call, just call.com. Um, you can call us at 610-984-4099. Uh, we're on walmart.com. Uh, uh, we are on Amazon. At this point, we're on Amazon Handmade, so 
there's so many products on Amazon. It's like being on the internet to find us on Amazon is a bit of a challenge, but we're on Amazon handmade. Okay. Um, and we plan on, you know, I joined, I joined Poma, which is where, well, you and I had hooked up before Poma, but, um, you know, Poma's opening up all kinds of different opportunities for where we'll be available. So we'll be on huntinglife.com, uh, go wild, uh, American outdoor news, you know, all kinds of, exciting new possibilities for this season so i'm pretty excited uh in the spring well over the winter we're going to be on michigan out of doors tv program okay um so we're spreading the word as, as much as we can great and you know if you need anything from me always feel free to pick up the phone i'm always happy to help Absolutely. We, we want Absolutely. you to kill a bird and take a picture of it and send it to us. That's what we you want from you. I'm going up Friday. <laughs> Express one of them. I will. I will. And Chris Chris is constantly in the woods, Eric. <laughs> and he's constantly taking photos of, of himself in the woods. So I'm having uh, the worst deer season. Uh, I haven't seen a deer all season. I saw him prior to during early bear. They just disappeared. Haven't seen them. I've been out too, and I've only seen a handful. And uh, but it's going to get better. The rut's right around the corner here. Yeah, same here. That's why I'm heading up on Friday. Uh, I figured I'd hit the beginning of rut. It's going to be cold this weekend. Yes, um, I think it's going to be 22 degrees in the morning up there. So uh, dress warm. Hopefully, they'll be moving around, and uh, you know, put something in my freezer. All right. I uh, wish you the best. Thanks again. I appreciate you being on. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, and this segment was brought to you by uh, Underwood Ammo and Hunt of a Lifetime. And uh, stay tuned for our next segment. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. All right, welcome to American Outdoor News Podcast. Today we are here with David Howard of Determinator Targets. And uh, David, thanks for taking the time to sit down with us today. I hear you got a lot of exciting things going on. We do, Chris, and we really consider it a privilege to uh, be with you today on your podcast. Thank you. All right, so now you were formerly known as Effective Range Targets. Uh, you're transitioning over, uh, and would uh, tell us a little bit about your targets. Great. Well, we're now now have our targets being represented as determinator targets. Some people may have heard of us as effective range targets, and our target for those that don't know much about it is a hunting target and a recreational shooting target. That's a paper target, and all of our targets are vital size based. So. Each of our targets are a different size. So I'm going to hold up a few. One is, this is our elk target. And you can see how big that is. Okay? Yep. I'm going to hold up our wild hog target. Okay. So, and then one of our, uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about pronghorn. So I'm going to use it a little bit as an example. So this dark outer ring is the vital size of that animal for this a pronghorn at 100 yards, okay? So the principle of our target is you set it at 100 yards, shoot at it five times from a hunting position, and if all your bullets are within this dark ring, you can shoot 100 yards. If all your bullets are within this 200 yard ring, you can shoot 200 yards. 
300, 400, 500, and 600. If you shoot this and one bullet's out here, you need more practice before you go hunting. And we find this is really useful for shooting schools, um, mentors and mentorees, they get it. Then our target, of course, has horizontal and vertical lines, so you can line your scope to, to learn not to cant your gun when you shoot. Okay. Pretty long distance, that impacts how accurate you could be. Then unique and appreciated on our targets are multiple bullseyes. So this is the center bullseye. And then we have three additional ones. And what this is, Chris, is if you have a gun that's sighted in at 100 yards or a dialoscope, dial it to 100 and aim here. If you're like me, my 30 out 6 is sighted in two inches high at 100. So you would hold here because this bullseye is two inches below. You hold and aim here, and you should punch out here. My 7 mag is three inches high at 100, so I would aim here to punch out here. So the radius of measurement works. So whatever your gun is sighted in at, whatever kind of scope you have, whatever kind of ballistics, you can use our target and it can measure how far you could effectively shoot and expect a one-shot kill. And we think that is just so important to the industry. And I'm going to show you one that's really fun just because you mentioned it one time when we spoke. Um, this is our coyote target. Okay. And it, you don't really see the differences because I'm holding them up for the camera lens to see them. But there's a great difference in size between this vital size and this vital size. Yep. People really have found our targets to be, uh, you know, the better mousetrap, the best really product on the market to uh, prepare yourself to go hunting and also let you start to make those ethical decisions before you go. Mm -hmm. Okay that animal at 200 yards you know that the conditions your hunting position whether it's a go or no go can you shoot shoot should you shoot should you stop closer and we have just seen that time after time when people give us input back about shooting and i would tell everybody listening to the podcast if you go to our website uh, determinatortargets.com you can purchase all of our targets, but also the contact box. If you write and to contact us, I'm the one that's going to respond personally to everything. Okay. We just had a person this week send us and he uh, had shot. His gun was four inches high at a hundred yards. So he was using that bottom um, bullseye and he had certain groupings and he, he told me about them and he wanted to know because he was confused a little bit about what that meant, okay? Because some people think those bullseyes below are the yardage that you're zeroed in at. And for some ballistic people, that's true. My 30 at six at two inches high at 100 yards is zeroed at 200 yards, okay? But as ballistic calculators and people get more technical, some people say, no, that means my gun is sighted in at 225 yards. Okay. Yeah. For that. But if you have questions on our targets, how they work or success stories, we love to hear those and get pictures. We get a lot of those. Send them to us on our webpage. Well, I think um, there's a, a little bit of arrogance among shooters that may think that they don't need the target. And um, I don't want to say I was one of them, but I always thought I was a decent shot. Uh, till you sent me a targets <laughs> and um, you know I'm from New York so you know we don't really get a, a long range opportunity but um, I, I was uh, my effective range turned out to be 200 yards I always thought it was much better than that but obviously I'm not so you made me a believer well good Chris and <laughs> what we find is is that everybody can use our targets Okay, I'm at the age, and you can see from the gray hair, I shot competitively through high school and college. Okay, I cannot shoot as far as I could 20 years ago. Yep. Okay, so it reminds me of that. I have a good hunting buddy that doesn't, he, he's, a, he's the regular hunter. 
says, I don't have to sight the gun in, I have to sight me in. Okay. Oh, yeah. The gun range two days before season, a week before season, they shoot five bullets. They see that their scope hasn't been knocked off and they say, I'm good to go. I was at a shooting range this fall. We were handing out targets to people and I'm on the range. I'm sighting in, the guy next to me sighting in. He shoots and he starts packing up. I go, you done? He goes, yeah, I'm good to go. He goes, I look and I look and at this particular gun range, you have a magnetic target next to you that you put little um, magnets on showing where your shots hit on the target 100 yards away. So I looked over and I saw that and I go, wow, that's about nine inches. Yep. The size of a pie plate. If you could hit a pie plate, you're good to go. And I go, that's that's the popular theory. Popular theory. So we're a Colorado company. So we're in Colorado. And I go, where do you hunt? And he told me. And I go, have you hunted there before? He goes, yes. Go, how far is your average shot? 200 to 250. Well, I looked at him and said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but as as you go further out, this spreads. This pattern spreads. And at 200 yards, you're not going to hit the vitals. And that's what our targets help teach. And I said, how do you do that? He says, well, you know, the last couple of years, I've wounded my deer and had to, had to, you know, second or third or track them or whatever it is. And I said, well, you know, I can help you with that. Use our targets. Okay. And uh, I, it, it, two weeks before, we'd met a guy that was an elk hunter, big guy. 6'3", muscular, big guy. And uh, I go, how far can you shoot an elk? He goes, 300 yards kneeling. I go, great. We set the target up. He shot kneeling. Target said, you're a 200-yard shooter. He first said, well, this is great. I've never had a target tell me how far I could shoot. And uh, I go, well, why did you think you could shoot 300 yards? Because, well, an elk is a big animal. I'm a big guy. I'm the best shot of my hunting group. So I thought I could shoot 300. I said, well, this says you're 200. He goes, well, you know, maybe that explains why last year I wounded my animal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Dave, next time I see you, I'm going to be able to shoot 300. And I said, I know you will. Practice. That's all it takes. You know, shooting is a diminishing skill. And if you're a guide or an outfitter, the worst thing you can hear when a client comes into camp, you go, you know, have you shot much? No, haven't shot since last year. Okay. That's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. So the targets are great for all of us to really know um, how far we can shoot. Um, the Women's uh, Foundation in Wyoming holds an annual antelope hunt. And we donated targets in 2019 and then this year. This year, the director of hunter safety for the state of Wyoming was responsible for the side end of all the women for the event. And they used our targets and I got in touch with her and she said they were great. The new hunter really learned how far they could shoot and what position they should really strive for to have a successful hunt. Mm-hmm. experienced hunters some of it reaffirmed how good they were and some of them said hey you haven't practiced enough you can't shoot as far as you thought and she mm-hmm. thought it was one of the best teaching tools for a mixed group of hunters of different abilities that she's been able to really use in a teaching situation well it's not always it's not always the weapon it, no. your form changes and there's little things that you do that you forget or your form falters or changes as you get older, your eyesight, your uh, ability to hold the gun steady. Things change as you get older. So it's not the gun. It's the shooter. Well, and sometimes my, my son tells me it's time for me to upgrade. Okay. My Remington 30 6 is 50 years old. Okay. Don't matter. I, I, I have a Leopold Barry X3 scope. Okay. He's got a 30 odd six Tika light that weighs like a feather. And he's got one of the new fancier Leopold scopes. And it's a, it's a different shooting machine. 
Now, he does laugh. He goes, when you kneel down and you click off the safety, we all understand what's going to happen, okay? And a lot of people think I'm a great shot. And Chris, I'm an average shooter. I am. But I only take shots I can make, okay? So everybody says you're a great shot. I'm really not that great. I just take shots I'm confident in. And confidence makes a big, big difference. It really does. Self-awareness. It is. We we had a uh, two quick stories. We we were in one of our local shows here before uh, the pandemic hit, and a guy came and bought um, five targets, five packages of targets. And uh, I go, why five? Because I have four hunting buddies. We're going to the range this weekend, and I'm going to blame you. And he goes, well, we're all going to set our targets up and we're all going to shoot. And my friends are going to see they cannot shoot as far as they do because I'm tired of tracking their animals. Okay. So here's a guy that was using it to help himself, but help the overall experience. And that's one of our goals is, is to help hunters, no matter whether you're a beginning hunter, um, an experienced hunter, to have a better experience. And to know what kind of challenge you have, okay? The hard thing for new hunters is most of the time a new hunter is not the best shot. They don't know the anatomy of the animal as well. They don't know hunting tactics as well. And we're asking them to get closer than the, than the experienced hunter. But it, it really allows you to set your challenge. My challenge is to get within... 200 yards, 300 yards, 100 yards. My son, Michael, took his uh, girlfriend then. Now they're married, so it worked out, I guess. Took her deer hunting last year, okay? They practiced, and they found out that her, she was comfortable at 100 yards or less shooting off uh, a three-legged steady stick. They went hunting. They, he got her in that position. Animal broadside, just about 80 yards, one shot kill, great experience. She now feels good about hunting. Okay. So part of it is establishing the right situation you need and then hunting for it. And that's a great deal. Um, we had a, a gentleman in eastern Colorado buy some pronghorn targets for his son. His son turned 12. They were going pronghorn hunting. We explained the targets to them. They went out. They actually owned a farm. He said, son, let's go shoot the targets. And they went and shot the targets. And as I was showing earlier, they were a pronghorn target. And the son, two of the bullets were not in the 100-yard range. And he says, son, what is the target type? Kid looks at the dirt, kicks the dirt, and says, dad, it tells me I'm not ready to go hunting. The dad with the big smile says, it's okay. I bought a lot of targets. Go practice. When you're ready, come see me. Yep. So a few weeks went on, and the son said, I'm ready to go. So they go out. They shoot. All of them are in the honey dog ring. He says, great. I'll take you, honey. Gets his son out there. They get with the 100 yards. The son shoots it. One shot. Just a really cool thing. About a week later, he told me, the son came in and said, Dad, next year, if I can keep him in this ring, can I shoot further? That said, of course, the son got it. He understood that to be able to shoot further, he needed a certain skill level. And his dad thanked me because he said, we didn't have to argue. We, I didn't have to tell him he wasn't ready. He, got, he understood the target. Target told him what he could do. Um, we've had a couple women's group, Chris, say this is the most empowering target they've ever shot because they want to make their own decision when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Not the officer, not their husband, not the boyfriend. They get to decide when they're ready. They get to decide their limits. It's between them and the target. And so we just had really great response from the target. And we see the broad range of people that it can uh, service. And it's simple. Paper target, order targets for what you're going to hunt. As you found, sometimes it tells us we're not as good as we think we are, or 
we've developed a bad habit. Chris, when we first developed these targets and we shot, they said I wasn't, they told me I wasn't as good as I used to be. So I practiced more. I cleaned up some of the bad habits that comes as you shoot. Okay. And uh, I'm a better shooter now than I was two years ago, just because I've cleaned up a lot of stuff. And it's something you could do, even if you're not with your friends, you could uh, do your shooting, take a picture, send it over to them. I shot at this range, this position. Let me see what you can do. And you could, you know, it's a bonding experience for friends and family. You know, in, in, in times of COVID, okay, life has changed. And we actually have had this happen within our family, okay? My son will go shoot, and he'll send me and say, Dad, can you beat this, okay? You know, I'll go shoot and say, yeah, look at this, I beat you. Or <laughs> the most recent text, we were going to go hunt in Wyoming, and he went and shot a pronghorn target and sent me a thing and said, can you beat this? Uh, Chris, I have not answered that text message yet, and I probably won't for a couple years because I won't be able to beat what he did. So it gets to be fun. We find recreational shooters enjoy this as much as hunters because recreational shooters want to know how far they can shoot, how accurate are they. They can have fun with the people that they compete against and shoot against because the target will rate you out to 600 yards your ability while the target sits at 100. So if you don't have the ability to go out and shoot 600 yards, 400 yards, 300 yards, you set the target up and you can test yourself just like you're you shooting 600 yards. And it's fabulous. So it is, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we have found that it's, it's produced a lot of good input. Uh, we've got many guys in Colorado using our targets. And, and uh, I saw one of these at the Denver ISE show in January of 2020 here. And he ordered more targets. And he says, Dave, this is fabulous. We used it last year. We reduced our miss and wound weight by 30%. Wow. That's a big number. And the, yeah, it goes, and, and everybody's happy about it. The guides, the clients, I am. And it goes just because we now have them come in, and we've always made them make sure their gun was zeroed in, but we never really tested their skill level. Mm -hmm. Some guys would come in and sack and shoot 300 yards. Well, now they shoot the targets, and when the guy that's taking them that day go, hey, you got Dave Howard. He can only shoot two. Don't listen to him. Your goal is to get him within 200 yards, okay? And it's made a huge difference. So we believe with their input that every guide should be using this. And if you're paying for a guided hunt anywhere in the world, you need to use our targets because if you're going to pay good money for that, go prepared in the best way you can. And, you know, experienced hunters have learned their limits, and that's why they seem to be more successful than others, okay? And I didn't mention when I showed the targets, we have eight targets for sale on our website, but they cover 22 animals. So like Chris, our elk target, if you're going to go caribou hunting, it says right on the target that the vital side is similar to caribou, uh -huh. red stag, and bison. So if you're going to hunt any of those four animals, you can use that target. So each target has that, okay? Whitetail has a whole list of them, mule deer. Everyone has similar animals. So it really kind of lets you also, uh, I'm trying to draw a bighorn sheep license, okay? So I shoot and practice on a bighorn sheep target because I'm trying to put that thought out into the universe that I'm going to get a license. Okay, <laughs> it's really fun because when I do draw that dream tag, I'm going to feel prepared because I've been shooting a bighorn sheep target now for three years. And I, I'm really confident that I know um, if I get a sheep tag, my limits. And so it's kind of fun, too, for us dreamers that, uh, you know, put in for the, um, the hard to get tags and we dream we're going to get them one day. I like to have that dream when I'm out uh, 
practicing sometimes. So there's so much fun you can have with them. And, and um, part of the reason we hunt is, is to have fun and enjoy life. And this just adds to it. So what, uh, what do you have planned for the future? What can we look forward to? Well, I, I think this year uh, we're real excited about 2020 for many reasons. Number one, we're going to take the Terminator targets to the next level. 20, uh, 2021 is our year to really get exposed nationally about our product. We uh, are fortunate that we have two long-distance shooting schools now that have vetted our targets and are using them in their if the, the schools, uh, Outdoor Solutions out of Oklahoma mm. and Six Precision in Montana. Um, we're blessed that uh, Keith Warren and the High Road are using our targets as they do their hunts this year that will be on their television show next year. And Keith and Maddie and the whole High Road team really have understood the value of these for uh, the beginning hunter and themselves. And here are hunters that... The, these guys hunt all year long in places we dream of and every kind of animal species. And they're finding that it's really been a help for them. And if it can be a help for them, it can be a help for every heart. So right. we're excited about that and getting more national traction. We're excited to be on your podcast today and, and the relationship we're going to build with you for 2021 and beyond. Um, one of the pushes we've done is uh, we've been more active out in the guide and uh, and guided for guides to guide uh, hunts across the country and for people that want guided hunts. And I didn't understand the need for this really until just recently, Chris. My son and I went to Wyoming antelope hunting, and. Uh, we stayed in a motel called the Covered Wagon Motel in Lusk, Wyoming. And we pull into Lusk, Wyoming, and for us, it's a four-hour drive. And you look in the parking lot, and there's Pennsylvania tags. There's Ohio. There's New York. There's Maryland. There's everybody at the Covered Wagon Motel in Lusk, Wyoming. And so... We get up early the next morning and at breakfast, we're talking and these guys drove 20 hours and this guy drove 22 and this guy drove 14 and they they come every year and, and they're, they're from places that don't get to shoot a long distance and they've got a mule deer tag, an elk tag, an antelope tag, a whitetail tag. And as we talk about things, they really don't get the chance to shoot long distance till they come out here. Now that's a problem. And, and, and they were amazed. Of course we, you know, had to sell, not sell. We gave away targets to everybody, but we wanted them to know that the target was there. And, and they were just amazed because they say they, that it, it meant so much to them. And to the experience is different. If when we talked to a couple of pronghorn hunters and, the pronghorn there have been hunted a lot. And so if you get seven, 800 yards away from them, they get nervous and start moving. Okay. And they were whitetail hunters. Okay. <laughs> they don't get to see anything 600 yards away. Let alone have it, have it um, feel their presence and move on. And so it was really interesting for me to, to really experience because I'm a, I'm a fifth generation Coloradoan, so I am from Colorado. So I've never hunted back east. And what's fun, if you look on the back of our targets, uh, you'll see a silhouette of, of animals, okay? The silhouette of the, of the elk is my elk. The silhouette of the deer is my deer. The silhouette of the antelope is my son's antelope. The silhouette of the bighorn sheep is my hunting buddy's bighorn sheep. I haven't gotten one, okay? And then there's a white tail. Well, none of my close-knit hunting group has ever shot a white tail. We had to go to a friend of a friend to put his silhouette on the target. So one day we're going to cure that, Chris. But, but it let us really know as we see the different places people hunt from and their experience, how our targets could be 
uh, a benefit to them. So it really made for me the belief that 2021 is to get more penetration into the market with our target so everybody can benefit from. Excuse me. Put on your mask. I got two here. Uh, but I'm safe. I'm in I'm in a uh, I'm actually in a timeshare um, um, apartment building here in Breckenridge, Colorado, enjoying the cold. It was 10 degrees when we started our podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you? What, uh, what's your website? DeterminatorTargets.com is the website. We have a store there. We currently are only in local Colorado stores, small gun shops and stores. But that's one of our goals, Chris, in 2021 is to get a, a more retail presence of our targets. But right now, online, um, we typically um, place an order. It's fulfilled the next day. You get to choose on the website how you want it mailed to you so you can determine postage of how quick you need it. Um, or if you want to go snail mail for less money, that's okay with us. Um, we, we will be running a, uh, Christmas special. So if you go onto our website, starting December 1st, we will have a uh, Christmas special. We think this is a, the perfect Christmas present for hunters, uh, hunting partners, hunting buddies, people that, that don't hunt, but you would like to hunt. We would like to take part of that recreational hunting, recreational shooting market is you may know there's 45 million recreational shooters in America and there's 11 million deer hunters, 16 million big game hunters, but 11 million deer hunters. Okay. That's incredible. The deer hunting is 80% of the big game market. And Chris, you probably know this, the number one state for hunting license sold, guess which state it is? New York. No, you should say that. You're a New Yorker. <laughs> New York is number two. Texas is number one. New York is number two. Then we thought Rising. Colorado was a great hunting state. We're 22nd in the nation. Wow. Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin. Okay. Those are the biggest number of hunting licenses sold in America. And so we want, as you look at saying big things, 2021 is get the people in those states to know about us. And then we will have things coming up in 2022 and beyond um, that uh, every hunter can look forward to. But this year it is um, get people to know about us, work on the guide market and work on the retail market. Great. Great. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, you can find your ads in American outdoor news as well. And uh, we'll look, look for you on Facebook and Instagram too. Great. We appreciate it very much, Chris. Thank you. All right. Thanks again.